This is Vincent, and you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. We all know that liberals lie. They lie all the time, and their friends in the media lie too. Their uninformed true believers claim that liberals are the smartest people in the room, but facts prove that wherever they have power, there's only failure. Our mission is to expose their lies, to stand up to their lies, and to keep our freedom. Everyone wants to know why troops are still in Washington. Tucker Carlson was asking that question on his show just the other night, and so are a lot of other people, too. There's a lot of speculation, but no one can pinpoint a reason that actually makes any sense. That's what makes it so hard. And the administration isn't answering questions either, except to say that there are reasons. Reasons? Then tell us what those reasons are. And don't say that you're going to circle back to us on that. Some people think it's because Joe Biden is going to announce that they're going to eliminate the Second Amendment, but that's not very likely. He says he wants to take away some guns, but he hasn't said anything about taking away all guns, although I'm sure he'd like to do that. Then there's speculation that they're going to charge Donald Trump with inciting a riot in federal court, and they're worried that there'll be riots. Now, that's a possibility. Certainly, there are many phony ongoing investigations of the former president. Then, there's the possibility of a national COVID-19 lockdown. But that isn't likely either, considering that the pandemic is slowing down. And some people think that Joe Biden's climate policies are going to make a lot of people very angry. But I think it has something to do with what we saw on that disaster of a town hall on CNN the other night. You'll have a hard time finding any news critical of the president's performance the other night but it was pretty bad. If you do an internet search, what you'll find are stories praising Joe Biden. But if you actually watched that horror show, you probably came away feeling a lot different than the mainstream media. I find it amazing that the internet search engines only direct you to positive stories now that Joe Biden is president. But some foreign newspapers are not covering up what everybody saw and they're openly speculating that Joe Biden is suffering from dementia. What the media said about that town hall thing is that we're safe now. Everything is fine now that Joe Biden is president. CNN contributor Stephen Collinson summed it up for the slobbering left when he wrote, as he gently told a traumatized eight-year-old girl, don't be scared, honey, don't be scared, Joe Biden showed that the days of presidential pandemic denial and indifference to America's suffering are over. Yeah, the indifference to the suffering may be over, but the days of having to listen to insufferable writers tell us how wonderful Joe Biden is are far from over. Or maybe not. Mr. Collinson wrote, that particular moment emphasized Biden's chosen position in the center of American politics, where he won the election. In the center of American politics? You have to be soft in the head to believe that. Where are all of the fact-checkers? Where are they now? On vacation? Biden's chosen position in the center? The center of what? This is what the liars in the media are selling all over again, just like they did when Obama was president. Joe Biden is in the center, all right, 
right between Marxist socialism and the radical left. Listen to the compassionate words. Don't look at the actions. Listen to the soothing sounds of his voice. Don't look at the actual results. If you did that, you'd have to charge him with cruelty to children for caving into the teachers' unions. That little eight-year-old girl he was using as a political prop is probably falling behind in her schoolwork because Joe Biden's real compassion is for the unions that are keeping her out of school, not for her. But we're supposed to believe that he cares, and that's all that's important now, not results, only feelings. Here we go again. It amazes me to see how people on the left find it impossible to see the difference between compassion and competence. To them, those two words mean the same thing, and they have succeeded in convincing a large number of the American population that this is true. But it isn't. They're very different things. But as long as people aren't able to understand the difference, we'll continue to make competence irrelevant. And that's a shame. It was an astonishing performance by CNN as they tried to gently help Joe Biden navigate his way through some of the easiest questions ever asked by the fake media. And CNN is about as fake as it gets. This was supposed to be a town hall. It was supposed to be on the up and up. We were supposed to hear the president answer questions coherently. But it was all a lie, wasn't it? I can't believe that he didn't have the questions in advance. I wish we could find out because my guess is that he knew them and he practiced them, and that makes it even worse. So I think the reason the troops are still in Washington because they're going to use the 25th Amendment to remove Joe Biden from office, and they don't know how people are going to react. And you saw at that town hall the reason why they're going to remove him. The compassion I felt was for Joe Biden and for all the people who voted for him. The media can say whatever they want. They can try all they want to distract us by talking about his compassion. But we saw with our own eyes that night, we saw a man who has already been weakened by the demands of the job. We saw a very tired man, a frail man, a confused man, a man who is losing what little mental acumen he has left. This charade can't last much longer. They're going to have to invoke the 25th Amendment. That isn't in doubt after that town hall. Did his people really believe that putting him in front of the cameras was going to help convince people that he can handle the job? Or were they trying to make the case to remove him from office? The job of being president of the United States is hard. It takes a toll, both mentally and physically. I'm not saying that he's too old to be president. There are a lot of people his age who could handle the demands of the job, but he isn't one of them. There's old, and then there's Joe Biden old. He's never been the sharpest knife in the drawer. No one has ever said they admired his intellect. He was always the backslapping good guy politician, and now that guy finds himself in the White House and he's overwhelmed. Maybe that town hall event was all about trying to make people stop wondering why he never takes questions from the press, to make them stop wondering why he avoids making any statements without reading from a teleprompter. And now we know why. There are only a few questions left to answer, like, when will they remove him from office? And who's really running things now? 
And what will the reaction be from the American people? That might explain the troops. What will Donald Trump say when Joe Biden is removed from office? Will his supporters celebrate? Is that why the troops are still there? The left needs to stall for a while. They need time to make sure that they can control the media before they pull the plug on Joe Biden. I think they'd like to have at least another six months, but I don't know if they have that much time. His answers the other night to questions were weak and mostly confusing. When he talked about the vaccine rollout and about schools reopening, his answers were vague at best, and that's being very kind. He changed his position on school reopenings again, and he threw his press secretary, Jen Psaki, under the bus again. This is the guy who talked about all of his plans before he became president, and now we see that he has no plans, or maybe he's forgotten them. At the town hall event, he admitted that in the eight years he served as vice president, President Obama never once invited him to his residence, the place where he and Michelle lived in at the White House. Now that's just mean. I don't know why he'd even admit to that. You work with a guy for eight years and he never invites you to his house for a beer? Not once in eight years? Not that I'm blaming Obama. I'd do everything possible to avoid having to listen to Joe Biden, too. What would you talk about? But he could have invited him over just once, couldn't he? And at one point, Anderson Cooper asked him a question. He said, You've already spent a great deal of time at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, except that now you're living there and you're the president. It's been four weeks. What's it like? How is it different? Biden said, I wake up every morning, look at Jill and say, where the hell are we? Where the hell are we? After watching him the other night, I bet he says that a lot. If Saturday Night Live doesn't do a bit about that question, they should just shut down once and for all. This one is way too easy. You open with Barack and Michelle sitting together in the White House, and he's telling her that it's about time they invited Joe Biden over for a beer and maybe dinner. And Michelle reacts by laughing or crying or getting mad or all of the above. They could do an entire skit, and it would be funny as hell. But Saturday Night Live will never do that, will they? Because they aren't funny anymore, and they don't even want to be funny. When Joe Biden was asked about his talk with Chinese President Xi, it was so embarrassing. He said he spoke with President Xi for nearly two hours last week. I still can't figure out what point he was trying to make. Biden was rambling and seemed disoriented when he tried to explain the call. Chinese leaders must be very happy to have him in the White House. They now have a free hand to do whatever they want in the world with no interference from the President of the United States. But how will they react when he wants to meet with them in person? Will they react in the same way as the Obamas? Probably. And then he had to go off on the military and the police again for being white supremacist. He knows they aren't, or at least he used to know they aren't. Maybe now he only knows what the people on the radical left are telling him. And remember, this guy has the nuclear codes. All he has to do is press in a few buttons and we have nuclear missiles flying all over the place. I can see a scenario where he tells Kamala Harris that he's been texting both Putin and Xi, when in fact he's been punching in the nuclear codes by mistake. But 
He's compassionate, so that makes up for everything. So it's time to brush up on the 25th Amendment. And after that town hall event, I don't think anyone at the White House needs a reminder to do that. They're all experts on the 25th Amendment after that performance, especially Kamala Harris, the president-in-waiting. The way this works is that the vice president and cabinet members get together and decide that the president is unfit to handle the duties of the office. I'm pretty sure that this has already happened. The only question is, when will they do it? When? A Pentagon spokesperson said that the troops should be gone from the Capitol by March 12th, but another source said that that timeline could be extended to September. At this point, I doubt if anyone knows when they'll leave. The only thing that is clear is that they're not needed because of any threats from Trump supporters. So there's no good reason for keeping the troops in Washington, unless it's to keep things quiet after they use the 25th Amendment to send Joe Biden back to his basement in Delaware so he can watch cartoons all day long and tell the mailman over and over that he used to be president. Right after the election, I thought that they'd never try to get rid of President Biden by using the 25th Amendment. I thought he sounded okay, and that he had all of his marbles. But I was wrong. He's acting erratic. He doesn't look healthy. And he looks very tired. And he's only been in office for about a month. This job isn't going to get any easier for him. It's going to get worse. And I don't think all of the radical far-left executive actions that he's taking are going to help him stay in office either. Maybe he thinks if he keeps appeasing the far-left, they'll leave him alone. But it won't work. So, in my opinion, we have a real drama going on in Washington behind the scenes. A full-scale soap opera. Democrats know they're going to have to use the 25th Amendment to remove the president. They just don't know when. He knows it, too, and he's doing everything he can to stop them. And Democrats don't know how people are going to react, so they're keeping the troops handy just in case. And when President Kamala Harris is sitting in the Oval Office, who knows what radical things she'll try to do. She's already said that she'll try to eliminate the Second Amendment by using an executive order. There's no doubt in my mind that some of the things that she'll try to do will make it necessary to keep troops in Washington, and maybe put them in a lot of other places too. Maybe Joe Biden is playing a radical leftist in this soap opera to protect himself, but Kamala Harris is the real thing, the genuine radical left article. So the answer to the question, why are the troops still in Washington, has been answered as far as I'm concerned. There are a lot of reasons as to why they're there. And one of them could very well be that Joe Biden is going to be removed from office and Democrats don't know how people will react. It's as good as any of the speculation out there, especially if you watch that terrible CNN town hall.